Good morning, ladies. Happy Monday. I hope you had an awesome weekend. I am so excited to be here with you today and talking about sort of an interesting subject um, that brought me to some realizations for our health journey. Lo and behold, that happens a lot, but it is a good one. This is a great episode for you to either turn in, tune into live. If you're in the Fit and Faithful Facebook Moms group, you can listen to our podcast recorded live. If you got the red button up the top, you've got us live. Or if you're listening on Spotify, um, Amazon, any of your podcast apps, Apple Music, thank you for tuning in today. As always, before we get started, I want to welcome all of our new members who came in over the weekend, all our new subscribers on the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much. Um, your support and your comments and your likes and your shares go to supporting women's ministry throughout um, the world. And I'm super thankful for all that you all do. If you need any prayer, please comment below. You can drop an emoji if you would like um, to let me know that you have an unspoken prayer request and we will pray over you. If it's something you want to share and you feel okay doing that, please do. This is a safe community. We are here to pray over you, to help you, encourage you. Um, what stays here stays here. What's written here stays here. So um, please feel free to share if you need prayer. You never know. Someone else may need strength through your struggle as well. I am still recovering and will be for the next year from ACL surgery. So you see my balloon is deflating a little bit behind me. But you'll get me from the couch for the next, I don't know, few months until I can move back into my office and sit comfortably. But let's open up in prayer. If there's something that you need, please let me know. And then we will dive in to this topic called the pluck. So, Lord, we just come today and we thank you for these women. We thank you for every single blessing that they have. Sometimes it can be so hard to see um, blessings when we're in the midst of a storm. But, Father, I am speaking over these women to see um, that the little things are the big things. That we got up this morning, we opened our eyes, we took a breath of your um, air, Lord, that we are breathing in your goodness. Let us exhale goodness as well. Father, we were able to move and to hug our, our families and our pets. We were able to speak and cook and eat. Lord, we are just so thankful for all of the blessings that sometimes seem mundane, that sometimes seem small, but that really are the big things. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness, your grace. Lord, speak through me today. Father, use me as a vessel and allow these women to get something good from this. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Any prayer request that is coming through, both spoken and unspoken, you know the needs. Father, just touch these women in their lives, whether emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually, or with their health. Lord, we thank you for this and so much more. In Jesus' name, amen. So thank you, ladies, for being here. We are talking about plucking eyebrows. It seems kind of silly, <laughs> but as I was doing this, and I don't have to do it as often anymore. I don't know about you, but um, uh, my hair on my eyebrows doesn't grow back like it used to, so I don't have to pluck my eyebrows every day. Um, 
But that got me to thinking that I don't have to pluck my eyebrows as much every day because of things that I did when I was in my teens, when I was in my early 20s, and now it's affecting my outcome for my health and my body now. So I have to assume that when you ladies were younger, I hope, I hope, tell me I'm not the only one. Um, I wanted to pluck my eyebrows and I went a little overboard. Like as you're learning to find out what shape you like and what's in style and what looks good, I like went super thin one time. I've overplucked. I've done all this different thing, but I went a little bit overboard for a while. I'd love to know if you guys went a little overboard with plucking your eyebrows or doing something along the line of your face when you were younger. And at the time, so I'm pushing back now to when I was in my teens and 20s, and I would just be so annoyed. Like every morning it was part of my routine before I went out because I had bushy eyebrows. I have very thick hair, um, bushy eyebrows that I couldn't stand. And now, of course, they're all the thing. So that that just is another topic. But I was annoyed every morning having to pluck this hair away. And I would curse this. Now, I also wasn't a Christian until my firstborn <laughs> came into the world. So I was cursing them. But I was mad. Like, I was wishing these hairs away. Like, man, I wish I didn't have to do this every morning. I wish they just stayed into this shape that I really like in my teens. And that never, never would I want to change this shape of. This is my eyebrow. And then time goes by and you realize your hair isn't growing back anymore. And you really didn't want that pencil line, super thin eyebrow, and your body just started responding to what you did to it over time. So I don't have to pluck my eyebrows as much anymore. Yay, my wish came true for my eyebrows. But now I'm like, man, I wish a little bit more would fill in here. Now what I wished for is a burden to me. I'm like, man, I wish I could get some hair back on my eyebrows. I really wish some hair would grow along here so I could reshape, so I could fill in. But I've already done the damage to my eyebrows. Now, there are many things. You can tattoo things. You can take different supplements. But really, what's done is done at this part. I prayed that my hair would stop coming back on my face. I worked diligently to make sure that I had my shape that I wanted to. And then years and years after doing this every morning or every week or whatever that is for you, the hair that I didn't want stopped coming back. But now that I'm in my late 30s and trends change and all of this, I'm wishing that I had some fuller eyebrows, right? What I thought I wanted in my teens and 20s is now affecting me in my 30s and beyond. Your health is no different. What you did in your teens and 20s to maybe lose weight or watch your mom on fad diets or try this thing and that and the other and starve yourself 
or work out in the gym for hours on edge or do all of these things is not going to get you results now. The problem is when it comes to our health and our eyebrows, we've conditioned our bodies to think that's what is normal, to think that's what it's supposed to do. And now our mindsets are fixed on this fad diet mentality. Our mindsets are fixed that I will never be thin. I will never have X, Y, or Z. I have to continually keep trying these things. Two step forward, one step back. I lost 15 pounds real quick. It was great on this diet, but then I gained it back. And we look so short term that we mess up our long term health. We mess up our metabolism. We mess up our mindset. We mess up our faith and, and that we think God's a genie and we just rub things and wish things and he's going to make it happen. We mess this all up. And it's okay. It happens to everybody. I think the main reason for this chat today is because I've been talking to a lot of people lately that are saying they're blessed with a fast metabolism so they don't need to focus on healthy eating. They don't need to focus on working out their body. They were blessed to have their dad as a pastor so they know all the scripture. They don't spend any time in the word. And that's discouraging for a health coach like me, for a Christian woman. That's a dangerous thing for someone to be in. And I am here to call a few of you out. If you are blessed with a fast metabolism in your 20s, maybe even into your 30s, anything pre-menopause, Guess what? You're not always going to have a fast metabolism. I hate to break it to you. So if you are relying on treating your body like crap by eating bad foods for you just because you can and you don't have to think twice about what goes in your body, eventually the damage you're doing to the inside is going to show itself on the outside. Eventually, you still can get type 2 diabetes even if you were skinny and you look healthy on the outside. You can still have heart attacks if you're a fitness fanatic. You can still hurt your body long term by not caring for what's happening right now. Being blessed with a fast metabolism is not a right to treat your body with disrespect with the foods you eat. It's not. And so often we think that, oh, we just eat fast food. I can, I've never had an issue. I've never had an issue. Oh, I don't know. I just eat whatever and whenever because I don't have an issue. You can still have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, heart conditions by treating your body with disrespect by what you put into your body. So that's the fast metabolism one. The next thing I hear is, you know, my scripture, my my. I've grown up in the church, I know all of it, so I don't really spend that much time in the Word because I know my scriptures. This is a dangerous place to be as well. Like, the Lord isn't looking for, and Jesus isn't looking for your knowledge. Like, check mark, yep, I know that scripture, yep, I know that scripture, and then not applying it to your daily life. Just because you know something whether that's with your faith or your health, 
doesn't mean that you're actually actively practicing it. And saying and using the fact that you know your scripture as an excuse to not spend time in the word is a dangerous place to be. That's like saying, I know what to do with exercise. I was a marathoner when I was in track in high school or college. And because I was in track in high school and college, I don't have to run anymore. I already did that. My heart's good. The same thing with the Bible. Oh, I've already read the Bible. I know the scriptures. I know the verses. I can quote you something right off the bat. Just because you can quote something and know it, but you're not spending time with it every day to have it transform your life, there's a difference. You need to still be spending time in the word each day. Just because you've read the Bible once doesn't mean it's a one and done thing. Just because your dad was a pastor doesn't mean that you don't need to study the word yourself. Just because you've been through all the Bible studies, you've done all the things, doesn't mean you can't re-go through them again. Same as your health. Just because you've been there and done that, when you get to a healthy state with your body, it the, the journey doesn't end. I hate to break it to you, your health journey, if you're looking for a quick fix, one and done, then I can get back to my old routine. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. You can't just say, oh, I did my workouts, I lost my 30 pounds, and now I'm going to go right back to doing what I was doing. Oh, I read the Bible already, now I'm going to go back to filling my space with mindless activities that do not grow my spirit, my faith, my joy, nothing. I have to take off a necklace. Excuse yeah. me. Come here. So just because you did it once, just because you read it, just because you've done it, doesn't mean it's going to stop. Your faith journey has no end point for you here on this earth, except when we're reunited with Jesus. We don't just stop reading the Bible. You don't just stop caring about what you put into your body. You don't just stop exercising because you've been there, done that. If you treat your body and your spirit for years with no concern, don't focus on the little things that matter as we get older, as our metabolism slows down, as our memory fades, as our bodies start to eat itself, then what we once prayed for is going to become our burden. It just happens that way. Be careful what you pray for. Be careful what you're praying over your kids for. Be careful for the health journeys you're starting this year. Because there are a lot of health coaches out there that are the same as Christians in the church, which are wolves in sheep clothing who are just there to take your money and leave you. Who are just there to give you a real fast, quick 15 pound weight loss and then put you back into the real life and your old habits, they're not gonna get to the root of anything. There are a lot of people out there that label themselves coaches that have never once taken a health class. Never mind have their degree or certificates or anything else. Be cautious of those things. So we talked about fast metabolism and 
and having, you know, very good knowledge of the word. So maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have a fast metabolism, okay? But you watched your mom body shame herself for the first 30 years of your life. Constantly on the next fad diet, constantly saying she was enough. She wasn't saying this to you. But you're listening and learning as a child to say, as a woman, this is what I do. I'm not enough. I'll never do enough. I'll never be thin enough. I'll never be pretty enough. I'll never be on the right diet. I'll always be cycling through these things. I, I can't do it myself. I have to look for supplements and shakes and pills and pre-made meals. You watched your mom do this, and now you've learned from a young age that this is just what women do. Now you're in your 40s. You find yourself saying the same things to yourself, maybe saying them out loud, and your daughter is now hearing this. You are continuing a generational chain of body shaming, of not being perfect and loved, which we are made in his image. So we are already those things. We just need to treat it that way. We're, you wouldn't treat your Lamborghini with your kids eating French fries and fast food in the back seat, right? You'd be like, yo, we paid a lot of money for this. This was paid with a big price. There's no food in here. There's no crap in here. We're not treating, we're going to wash this thing every day. I'm going to get it detailed. I'm going to pay for someone to come and park it because I don't want anyone parking around it. But when it comes to our health, which Jesus paid the ultimate price for, which is un unfathomable, right? Like there is no, it's a priceless thing that he did for us. We just treat it like crap. We don't treat it like a Lamborghini. We, we treat it like a, a rental. We treat it like, a oh, it's a one-night stand party. We're just going to drink whatever we want. We're going to drink our calories. We're going to feed it full of stuff that's really not good for us, processed things and salt and blow ourselves up and hurt it from the inside. We don't treat it like it was bought for and paid for with the ultimate sacrifice. We don't treat it like a Lamborghini. We don't treat it like a mansion. We don't treat it like our new pool in our backyard. We don't treat it like our new kitchen or our new couch. We treat it way worse. And it's the most priceless thing that was given us, given to us. It's temporary. Not loving your body and honoring the gift Jesus died to give you. That's the root of all health. There is no magic pill. There is no magic meal. I can't tell you exactly how many calories you need. I don't know. Only Jesus does. It's going to be a lot of trial and error figuring it out. It's going to be a lifelong thing of finally saying to yourself, I am priceless. I'm made in God's image. I want to go ahead and preach God's word to people. I want to go ahead and change lives. I want to bring other people to know Jesus. I want to be a true disciple for God. But you're not going to be able to do it if you're fueling it on fast food and junk and processed crap. It's going to crash down eventually. It's going to stop working. Our live next week really dives deep into this, but I've seen too many people ruin their lives and ruin their futures because of choices they made 
thinking it doesn't matter. It's not going to catch up to me. Look, I'm still strong. I still got muscles. I'm thin. I still fit into my bathing suit. And then one day it comes crashing down and they're gone because they didn't take care of the one thing God gave us to take care of on this on this earth, our bodies. Everything else, even our bodies, are going to come and go. Let's just take care of ourselves. So I'm sure if it's not plucking your eyebrows or it's not being blessed with a fast metabolism or it's not knowing all of the scriptures and never never reading the Bible again or never spending time in the word, being so busy with everything else that you don't have time for the word, being so busy with everything else that you don't have time to even rest during your day, that you are so busy doing everything else for everybody that you are slowly dying inside, that you've got something going on too, right? Everybody's, everybody's got their thing. There is something that you've done and maybe you're currently still doing repetitively, repetitively over and over and over again that you wish now you could go back and change. What you wished for when you were 19 is now your reality and you're wishing you could go back and change it. You're praying you can go back and change it. I overplucked my eyebrows. I wish my hair would grow back. Well, Heather, do you remember the 15 years that you prayed for your hair to stop? Well, Facebook wasn't happy with me. Or my internet wasn't happy with me and it kicked me off. And quite frankly, it might not still be happy with me. But we're going to finish up this live because it's important um, for you guys to hear. So the problem is that wishing or praying your health away or wishing or praying your problems away isn't going to change unless you're activity and your habits and your actions change because I can wish my eyebrows back all day long they're not coming back I've already done the damage sometimes you've already done the damage how can we change it going forward your faith requires prayer and action so what is your action step going to be your action in the past was an action, whether we, we realize it or not, whether that's overplucking your eyebrows, hurting your body with what you ate, or whatever. That overplucking of my eyebrows led me to thin eyebrows years later because of that action. Are you making choices now that your 10 year from now self would thank you for with your health, with your nutrition, with your movement, with your faith? Or is it hurting you even more where you're going to say, man, I wish I didn't do that in my 30s. I wish I didn't do that in my 40s. I wish I would have learned from the mistakes I made in my 20s and didn't just keep repeating the cycle in my 30s. We always reap what we sow, whether it's good or bad. Whether we really did want it or not. What you sow now may not be seen right now, but it will be reaped later. Maybe it's for your kids. Maybe you have gone so far down that you go, I, I don't know 
that I'm able to change this for myself. I don't know that I'll ever get there, but I'm going to start speaking differently to myself. And instead of my daughters and my sons hearing how women should speak to themselves, hear this negative, they're going to hear me speaking positive. Instead of me just telling them, yes, this is what you do, I'm going to show them this is what you do. You may not see what you've, re what you've sown, but your kids will, but your grandkids will, but generations from now you can change the generational chain that you're setting and go, it stops with me. And that is not an easy place to be. We'll look at the scriptures that back up everything we said today too. So we're going to look at Proverbs 22.6, which is known by every mom, right? Train up a child in the way sh he should go, that even when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's with its faith. Are you just speaking scriptures or are you living them out for your kids? Are you just telling them what to do or are you showing them how to do it with your actions? Are you just telling them to eat their fruits and veggies, but you keep saying, I don't even eat fruits and veggies, so my kid eats better than me? He might know, but he's learning from you. Are you sneaking away to like get your sweets and they pop in on you? Are you saying you need to get out and get 60 minutes of exercise, but you don't even know the last time you got four minutes of exercise? They're going to learn from your actions not your words. <laughs> you can say things until you're blue in the face. I hear that all the time with moms. I said it until I'm blue in the face. All right, have you acted it out for them? Have you lived it out? That's me as a coach. I'm living out what I tell my clients to do. I am not just saying, do this. And I've never done it a day in my life. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's fine. No, it's not. It's hard. Every day. With one leg, it's even harder to get up and try and, and, and exercise and try to have things like they were before. It's not going to be like it was before. That's okay. Am I okay with that? Am I okay with the pivot? Or am I just okay preaching it to someone else? Your first scripture. Lost some viewers on that one. It's a good sign. Galatians 6, 7 through 8 is our next. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows that will he also reap for the one who sows in his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption but the one who sows to the spirit will reap from the spirit of eternal life what are you putting your hope in your flesh I've got a fast metabolism yay I know the scriptures. Yay! Or are you going to be living it out? Are you going to be reaping things that your future self is going to thank you for? Or are you going to be reaping things that you wish you could go back and change? You might have a fast metabolism. You might have great eyebrows. You might know all the scriptures. You might have taken all the diet pills, diet shakes, and that worked for you in your 20s. But it really just destroyed your insides in your 30s and 40s. Guess what? Everyone's bodies change as a woman as we get into menopause. What worked for you in your 20s isn't going to work for you now. So stop going back 
to that well that didn't fuel you or feed you to begin with. Stop going back. Why are you going back there? It gave you nothing. You're going back out of habit. You're not going back for any other reason. You're going back out of habit. Not all habits are good. But the fact that you have habits is proof that you you can have good habits too. So to recap, because our life got split into two. What you've wished for and what you've prayed away in certain seasons may lead you as you get older to wish you've never prayed for or wished away in the first place. Years and years of neglect on your body is going to catch up to you. There is no such thing as eating all the fast food and processed food and I'm skinny so it doesn't really matter. You'll still have a heart attack. You can still have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, still get diabetes, even if you're thin. Skinny doesn't determine healthy. Your habits determine healthy. More than that, what you did in the past is going to have repercussions for your future. So what you do now will have repercussions for your future self. What are you going to do now to have your 10 year from now self be happy -er and be reaping good benefits? right and just because you were a dedicated workout junkie just because you've done things before doesn't mean that it stops your health doesn't stop your time in the bible and the word shouldn't stop your nutrition doesn't stop it keeps pivoting yeah i nailed my nutrition while i was working out guess what i can't work out the same anymore i can't move the same anymore are you willing to pivot or are you stuck in your past? Are you, with, are you willing to pivot or are you stuck with your problems? You're never stuck. You're just unable to pivot. Get a coach that can teach you how to pivot out of the problems that you've dug for yourself so that when those problems come again, you know how to handle them. That is you and you are ready for a coach to not just give you food plans. To not just tell you what to do, but to live it out alongside you. To not just preach and speak over you, but to give you real life, long-term success. Not 15 pounds in 15 days. Not 30 pounds in 30 days. I don't want that. I want 30 pounds and still off in 30 years, 30 pounds. You're 30 pounds off for this summer, but then you gain 30 plus 20 back next year is no good for your body. You've had enough of that. You've had enough. It's time for real change. If that's you and you're ready to commit, you have to be ready to commit. You could be listening to this and like, yeah, that was a great thing. How are you going to apply this to your life? You have to be willing to take action steps to apply it to your everyday life. You can comment pluck below and we will set up a time to talk one-on-one. You'll be with me. You'll chat with me and we'll walk through this and see what are your next steps. Is it working with a coach? Is it just changing some things that you're doing? What's it look like? So you can comment that below. Remember to go back to the first episode if you're watching this one first. There's a first live and then it got cut off. So make sure you listen to that. Um, And I'm excited to chat more as we get into this. If you are new to the group, remember you can search hashtag recipes, hashtag live trainings. You can listen to all of these lives on the podcast on spotify apple music um 
Amazon, any of your podcast favorites. You can search hashtag five day challenge for free challenges in the group as well to kickstart your journey. But just know that this is not a short thing. I do not work short term. I work long term. I do not work deprivation. I work with what God gave us and how we can fuel our bodies properly. Have an awesome rest of your day, ladies. Thank you for joining in. Thanks for sticking with me as we had to go through two lives today. Lucky us. And I will talk to you all soon. Have a blessed Monday. Have a blessed week. I'll talk to you soon.